The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk. Wildfires across Canada have left tens of thousands of people homeless as they're forced to evacuate while crews all across the country fight the fires as best as they can. We are joined by Yellowknife City Councillor Ben Hendrickson. Ben, good morning. Good morning, Anton. How are you doing? I'm doing, I suspect, much better than you, Ben. Can you give us a, a sense of the sheer scale of the fires across Canada and then the picture in Yellowknife? It's a difficult one to provide the scale. You know, as a Canadian who I, you know, I have my Irish connections, my wife's an Irish woman from Dublin. I've lived there for four years myself, uh, a few years back. So scale-wise, we're talking the Northwest Territories. I mean, you can fit a few Ireland's inside of the territory alone, never mind the rest of Canada. The NWT has over 200 forest fires at the moment. And the ones currently surrounding Yellowknife, you're talking probably around the size of Northern Ireland, all told, in size. Um, that's just the Northwest Territories, and that's just the ones surrounding uh, the city of Yellowknife, and the, the, you know, where I'm a city councillor. So that's the scale we're talking about here, and that's what's led to this unprecedented evacuation that our city and our territory is currently facing, where uh, residents of the Northwest Territories, so it's that huge landmass, but it's only about 45,000 people, and over 65% of the population of our territory is currently evacuated out of the territory. So it's a pretty significant, uh, a pretty significant move of people um, in order to get people to safety. If there are tens of thousands of people evacuating, to where do they evacuate and how long before they will be able to return to homes if the homes are still there? Yeah, so, I mean, we basically... Yellowknife traditionally is the place where people, if they were from other communities in the Northwest Territories, would evacuate too. And that's what makes this one so unique is that we are now one of the cities who and communities of the Northwest Territories that have been evacuated. So, thankfully, as you know, just like Irish people would do for each other, Canadians are very much pulling force with each other as well. Um, so many of us have gone south to the province of Alberta, so cities like Edmonton and Calgary, as well as many smaller communities across the province of Alberta have welcomed us. Uh, many Yellowknifers have gone to Winnipeg um, on those airlifts that I'm sure you've seen on TV and heard about on radio. Um, and then there's other, you know, people who drove out, um, and the majority of Yellowknifers did drive out of the city. I'm on a very long trek um, and they've started to scatter sort of across the country back to many places where people have family in other provinces across Canada. So just in terms of scale of the evacuation last Wednesday when it began, um, Yellowknife is a very remote community. If you look on a map, you can Google Great Slave Lake in Yellowknife. And to get to Edmonton, my friends and I, we drove, we started at 4 o'clock, 4.30 on Wednesday afternoon. Um, and we drove through the night till one o'clock in the morning at a place called High Level Alberta, slept for a few hours, got back on the road and ended up in Edmonton at three in the afternoon the next day. So almost 24 hours of sort of on the road. So that's the sort of distances we're talking about. It's sort of like the equivalent of Dublin to Berlin, um, driving in, you know, a single day in order to get where you're going. And a lot of people have driven and had to go much further than that. In terms of timeline to get back, I mean, we've been very lucky at this point in that the weather has provided a bit of support. So we've got some rain the last few days, which is sort of the first rain we've seen in about two months. Um, winds have been a little bit more favorable for us in the last few days. So what's that allowed, what that has allowed to do is the fire crews on the front line and these are crews from 
Saskatchewan, from Alberta, from Northwest Territories, but also we have hundreds of uh, firefighters from South Africa who are up there fighting for for Yellowknife right now. And uh, what that's allowed us to do is to build these massive fire breaks. So 100 plus meter long fire breaks, uh, a 10 kilometer long stretch along the western border of the city of Yellowknife. And what that does is hopefully, if and when the fire does uh, lean up against the city, that uh, it stops the sparks from flying into the city itself. And then we've also have along that whole 10 kilometer stretch to every 15 meters, sprinkler systems are set up uh, right at the edge. And then along with all of the help that the communities across Canada have provided um, in terms of support for evacuees, um, cities are also sending up fire engines. So Calgary, Edmonton specifically have sent fire engines up. So our fire department in Yellowknife, which normally is around 30 people, um, has quintupled overnight in about the last 24, 48 hours. Um, so we have a lot of structural firefighters up there now so that if and when the worst does occur, um, that we're ready for it. Although the sense of scale that you have so nicely given us, I mean, that thing of distances like <laughs> Dublin to Berlin and, and fires covering Northern Ireland, even with the level of commitment of assets that you're describing, it must be a phenomenal challenge to try to make a dent. It is. I mean, it's sort of one of those things where you can't really expect to put out a fire this size. Um, and that's something as a city councillor, it's hard to both appreciate as somebody who's not a firefighter or a forest firefighter. So, uh, you know, myself, my colleague, the mayor, Mayor Alti, who has been on me- national and international media and is just fantastic leader in this moment. Um, you know, we just have to sort of it sort of has to soak in a lot of the times and to really appreciate like this is not a fire that is going to be put out. It has to sort of burn out and be controlled and be defended against. And what's really interesting about interesting and terrifying um, about uh, the fires in the Northwest Territories and, you know, specifically in and around Yellowknife, um, you know, something comparable for an Irish audience is, a lot of the wetlands around the forest uh, around Yellowneck is sort of similar to boggy land. So lately, because it's been so dry, that boggy land has basically allowed the fire to actually go underground. Um, so they've been finding or fighting the fires up to six feet down. Um, so, you know, one of the fears is that even if we get into the autumn and winter, yes, the fire will go out in the trees, but does it go underground and then, Ta-da, we're, you know, having to deal with this all again in the springtime. So these are things that we're trying to make sure that we're mitigating against as best as possible and throwing literally every resource that as a city, a territory, and as, you know, thankfully a country and even internationally, like I said, with South African firefighters, um, we're trying to throw everything we can at it. Out of curiosity, why South Africa? South Africa, I mean, one, they're here to help. <laughs> um, two, they have forest fires themselves, so they are extremely talented and good at what they do when it comes to forest fires. And then as uh, opposite hemisphere, this is their downtime when it's our uptime. So it's also sort of conducive uh, to them. So while we had also Alaskan firefighters uh, for a while, they had to leave and go fight their own fires. We also had Californians at one point fighting fires in Alberta. Again, they had to leave and go. And same with British Columbia, because British Columbia, as I'm sure you've seen, you know, they haven't been as lucky with us in terms of time. Kelowna has, you know, been dealing with their own issues over the last few days and have already had massive structural loss. So, we've, you know, that's why the South African contingent and they've been amazing and really providing that upbeat, you know, South African pride and strength to the fight.
And lastly, Ben, you've had an additional challenge on top of the natural disaster with uh, human intervention in the form of tourism. People arriving to the fires and flying drones over the fires. Yeah, I mean, it's more of an issue there in British Columbia than the Northwest Territories. Once we've called the evacuation alert, it's pretty much emptied out. So we've been very successful. More than 95% of the city has departed um, as requested through the evacuation order. You know, we don't have martial law in Canada like people might imagine or think of in the movies. We can't force people to leave. Um, So while we called the evacuation order and requested, um, there are still some people who have chosen to stay behind, which I find very unfortunate because the frontline uh, forest firefighters and structural firefighters and city staff and territorial government staff who are there to to focus on the fire, you know, if something were to go not well, they now may have to focus on citizens who refuse to leave, which is, uh, you know, unfortunate. But, but yeah, what you were talking about there, I know that's more of an issue down in BC, but thankfully not too much of an issue in Yellowknife. Well, we hope everybody stays as well as possible and you and your um, fellow townspeople get back as soon as possible. Ben Hendrickson, Yellowknife City Councillor, thank you very much for taking our call at such an ungodly hour at your time. No problem, Anton. And if I may just say one more thing, it's just, you know, we have a lot of displaced uh, Yellowknifers and Northerners. People like me, we have the capacity to help ourselves, um, but there are a lot of Northerners who don't. So if anybody is able and or interested, you can Google United Way Northwest Territories and, you know, any donation of any size would be greatly appreciated. Thanks so much, Anton. The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk.